So I think we start with introductions. Um, I'm David Dunsmere, bisexual with some funky, undefined gender stuff going on. And I use he, him pronouns. And this is my friend. Tanisha, hello. I I identify as queer, though I mean like I use different words for different situations. I just like that one the best. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lesbian is also fine. I use she, her pronouns, though I have definitely uh, used like they, them for a little while there. My gender, yeah, I very much feel like there's always some funky gender stuff going on. And I'm kind of always ready to change it up if I'm feeling like the current situation's not working for me. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's funny because like that's, I think like you were just really starting to delve into that when we first met. Yeah, I was. And like way back, do you remember back then where I... Back in the day. Back in the day, <laughs> when I when I believed myself to be straight, right? No. And we would talk about gender stuff sometimes, and you'd be like, "You really sound like a queer person." And I'd be like, <laughs> "I guess I'm just really compassionate." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those things where a lot of people, you know, there's always signs of things before maybe other people say something about oh, it, because yeah, everybody's learning about themselves. But yeah, yeah. I, I remember those days. Those were very interesting days. Yeah, those couch talks. Yeah. Uh, is that all I have to say about myself? Yeah, yeah. My That's how I identify. All right, well, that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, and uh, that's it. Thanks, everyone, yeah. for uh, listening. You can tell because the cat just jumped on the table, <laughs> yeah. and that signifies <laughs> the end of our program. Right. Uh, I also think maybe it's worthwhile to mention that I manage a video game store. I think that, oh, sure. that might also come up in our conversations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of my, a lot of the queer content that I quest for is in video games. Um, so I will be speaking a lot uh, to that a lot. I just love video games so much. No, and you know what else I love? Nerd. Women. And what? So, you like know, in a friendly way, right? Right. Just gals being pals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just the, the best pal- of friends. The of gals. <laughs> that, that didn't work like I planned. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really, as I, as I said before in our pre-interview, um, I'm really excited that you are my first guest. Oh, thank you. I'm fe- I feel so blessed to be your first guest. Yeah, well, and like it's it feels like very fitting because like when I started figuring this stuff out was around when we became friends and like a lot of the content through the last like four or five years it's all been stuff that we've like shared back and forth or like even or a lot of it even experienced together um absolutely yeah to say nothing of sensei yeah oh my gosh (laughs) i forgot another one yeah i know so much to talk about that's why i was like specifically not talking (laughs) you were like oh i don't know what i'll talk i was like "Mm, i know some things yeah there's a lot we've got we could cover a lot of things because yeah we both consume a lot of that content i think we both have some uh interesting thoughts and experiences with it yeah doing stuff um yeah so I, this is the first time I've ever interviewed anybody Great. in my life. Awesome. So let's kick it off with some questions. Great. Um, so what was the first time you felt represented in content you consumed? Um, I mean, it's a bit difficult to remember, but I would have to say the first one that really comes to mind for me is in Xena. And I was probably about, I was like eight or nine when I was watching it in the 90s Mm -hmm. and I just remember feeling like finally there is this woman who 
uh, you know, was so outgoing and strong and she really embodied a lot of the things that as a child I really looked up to. And then she also had this, you know, very, very close intimate relationship with another woman. And obviously when I was eight or nine, I wasn't really thinking about what my sexuality was, you know, it wasn't like now where we had, you know, young kids have such constant access to uh, like uh, information. So a lot of eight or nine year olds nowadays can kind of negotiate maybe yeah. what they think their sexuality is but I certainly wasn't thinking about that at the time I was just like oh man this is really cool you know there's this woman who wants to get out there and she's all sporty and tough kind of like I am and mm -hmm. she has this relationship with this woman who you know I had by that time realized that you know there might be something slightly different about the way that I view relationships and women and and you know there was some inklings there yeah no, so I, I think something that doesn't get talked about as much is that like hercules was like very much the same but flipped it was yeah like two dudes just going about and i was so into it <laughs> like kevin sorbo and i forget his friend's name yeah so oh it yeah it was a good time it was a good time it, you're really right it was very similar uh but for uh but, two male characters instead of two female characters yeah but like Obviously, like, Zena and Gabriel is, like, they died for each other so many yeah, times. Yeah, oh my sure. gosh. I mean, I've, I've, I went back and rewatched the entire show in my mm -hmm. second year of university because I was, like, I was very young when it came out. And I kind of, you know, when you're so young, you miss a lot of things. And so I didn't feel like I maybe had the connection to it that a lot of other people in the LGBT community, especially older members, because yeah. I feel like that was one of the first fan bases and fandoms that, like, really kind of set the stage for what would be you know the, open, the current huge fan bases right and sure. how influential they are in the actual creation of media as yeah. well like the conventions and stuff that xena fans had back then were the first of their kind i believe in a lot oh, of really? ways see i don't know anything about that stuff. yeah when i was just reading up on like the history of like fan culture and queer fan bases in particular you mm -hmm. know it talked a lot about the xena fandom and how it kind of paved the way um, but yeah, I went back and rewatched it, and oh my goodness, <laughs> it's it's both gayer than I remember it, and and disappointingly not as gay as I wanted it to like be. Like not as explicitly gay. Yeah, yeah, like there was a lot of subtext, and I think as a community, uh, you know, I I know some I know that the the umbrella term queer does make some people uncomfortable, so I'm gonna try and use the acronym instead. Yeah. The LGBTQ community I mm -hmm. think has gotten very good at picking up on subtext. Well, we've, we've had to. Yes, it's yeah. the only way that we get to see our stories because oftentimes people you know don't want to put it into the main canon because they're cowards. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I'm struggling to think of a time that I've heard a character actually use the word bisexual. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like... No. Yeah. I'm flexible. Mm, yeah. I'm, I'm down for whatever. Yeah. Everything yeah. but the word. Just say it. Just please say Just it. Say Just say it. Just say the word. Yeah, so there or was... a word. <laughs> if you want to say, like, um... Oh no, my brain is blanking, and I can't think of words right now. Oh. <laughs> you know what? That's just gonna happen in your oh, first interview. It's gonna happen. I'm only sweating a little bit. I'm doing pretty good. So you're far. you're doing very good so far, <laughs> but yeah, as I was saying, like the subtext is was there, and of course we have to learn to pick up on that. That's where mm -hmm. most of our stories are existed. But then yes, it wasn't as overt as I wanted it to be. You know what I mean? I, I like they did kiss in the end, and that's pretty flippin' over. I mean, they kissed more than just in the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I just. 
you know, still to this day crave, 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 you know, a really intimate mainstream cool like fantasy relationship yeah. you know yeah. like fantasy as in the st- in the genre yeah like, no, i'm trying to think of like i'm trying to think of another uh fantasy with queerness i'm sure that it exists I'm and sure maybe i just haven't it. seen it and i and like i would like to see something that you know gets a little bit bigger too yeah not that there's anything wrong with you know small like viewer count content because Mm. everything has to start somewhere and that representation paves the way for other stuff but i'd like to see it you know yeah a bit bigger louder yeah for sure um okay so what representations have felt the most powerful to you of queer people in the media that's tough. It's so difficult to pick yeah. uh, a number one. So you can have as many I'll as you I'll narrow it down to just a few. Okay. So when it comes to video games, absolutely, the most impactful for me had was the Mass Effect series. I yes. like. I would argue that that you know is the most impactful for me. Um, I mean, you have one of the stands, like the cardboard cut. Yeah, I did. And if they had made one of Femship, you bet I would have gotten it, but they didn't do any marketing for her. I thought it wasn't Femship. No, it was, it was Mailship. I did so little marketing for Femship. I've edited it in my brain. Ah, yes. Good. Remember how it should be. Yes. Uh, Not how it is. Um, just the amazing storyline, uh, of that game. I mean, not everybody enjoys it and that's fine, especially the third one. And I get that. But the opportunity to, to not only play that game as a woman, first of all, like there's too few games that actually allow you to make your own character. Nowadays, in the past, I would say like 10 years, that's really increased. Mm-hmm. But especially when I was growing up, that just wasn't a thing. I didn't get the option to play as a woman or create my own character growing up. So this was a really special treat. And then to also be able to um, romance a female, I'm going to say like female coded in the sense that the Asari don't have a gender in Mass Effect uh, technically, although they are very, very clearly modeled after our perception of standardized beauty of a cis female. Mm -hmm. Like they are very much, um, yes, coded that way. Um, so, but that's still, you know, a representation in my mind of, you know, two women, Mm -hmm. uh, getting to be together and save the galaxy in the process. And like, are you kidding me? Um, it was kind of what I had always dreamed of what I'd always wanted. Like growing up, I always wanted like a star Wars with a woman. Now I have that, but before we had that, I had mass effect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, it's funny too, because like you were just saying how with Xena, you wanted like a bigger, like fantasy, a little more like. So it's interesting that like the like this other th- this other your next thing is uh, an entirely different genre, but also still very like heavily genred. Yes, it yeah. is definitely heavily genred, and, and you're right. And that is sci-fi. that is what I really wanted. Yeah. Um, the most sci-fi. Yeah, I just like the it really did give me a great example of a relationship that was uh, built on mutual like respect and non-judgmental curiosity of each other uh, with the way that they met. Um, you know, how Shepard was kind of a bit of a science project for Liara when they started and she just wanted to understand the Protheans more, but through that they got to know each other's culture. Some of the best parts of the original Mass Effect game were just being able to ask the, her opinion on different parts of her own culture and getting to know it. 
and I think that was really great because that also did set the stage of like, you know, how do you speak to somebody who comes from a very different background than you? Sure. You know, because in the queer community, there's obviously all kinds of human beings. Yeah. Um, and that, and growing up in a very secluded, very white uh, background, that was also very helpful for me. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was impactful. But I mean, I don't know how to separate myself from my current obsession with Steven Universe. <laughs> uh, so it's hard for me to say that Mass Effect was more impactful for me than Steven Universe. Sure, because, yeah, because Steven Universe <sighs> is so big in your heart. Right yes, now. it's right now, and I mean, probably for the rest of time. Oh, 100%. Um, but there will always be new things. But just getting to see myself so represented in Pearl mm-hmm. um, is so important. And getting to see her accepted for some of the things that I dislike about myself, yeah, too, yeah. is really nice. Like, sometimes she can be a little more, like, uh, erratic and, yeah. and worrisome. And those are just qualities that are part of her. And yeah. I love... And she's queer, like, you know... Like, undeniably. Yes. yes. I mean, if you really want to get into it, technically they don't have genders either. Cause, but I mean... But I mean... That just means they're non-binary and also queer. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. I just, I'm just used to being on Tumblr where people are like, no, well, actually, it's not any of this because... And I'm like, okay. <laughs> the, thing with, the thing with Tumblr is, like, it's so... It's, it's it's funny hearing anyone else talk about Tumblr other than yourself because it's like your experience is so different than mine because everyone's is so individually crafted and yes. curated. Yes, and it's not all like that. Oh God, no. but yeah, but, I just yeah, it's out there. I know it's out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like very diligently like no unfollow, no unfollow. I can't, I can't deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like. To- I should do to- that more often. Toxic discourse. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think, though, the most impactful moment within Steven Universe for me was um, the Mr. Greg episode and yeah. seeing Pearl sing It's Over mm-hmm. and just having somebody sing so openly about being a woman who's experiencing, you know, loss and grief of such an intense love that she shared with Rose Quartz was the first time I had ever seen anything like that. And, I mean, I grew up as a theater kid and you know I always loved I mean I hated musicals because I never saw myself represented in them Mm -hmm. and I was always just like because most musicals I saw were romances straight romances yeah right and then I hated it so I thought I hated all musicals (laughs) and then I started like watching Steven Universe in that episode and it's my favorite thing ever I love musicals just turns out they need to be a little gay for me to really get into them (laughs) yeah Yeah, so (laughs) yeah that really filled a, a a craving I had for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think for me, it's like, per, like, like what you said um, for like pearls, like clear. I don't even want to say false, but just like yeah, some of the places where she's a little like rough around the edges mm-hmm. or um, can rub people the wrong way. Like seeing that and seeing that level of acceptance that she still receives, and like not that no one calls her out on it, but just like. Yeah, that was really affirming. Yeah, um, you can still do these things yeah. and still be worthy of all of the love and care and support yeah. that she gets from the other gems and her friends. Oh, and there's so many different... Like, the show The show is almost entirely about love and yes. acceptance mm-hmm. and just these, like, very different kinds of love. Like, there's such a... I mean, you, you I think you know my ship. I'm, I'm pretty sure you know my ship. Which I actually don't know which okay. ship is your ship. My ship is uh 
is, is pearl and amethyst. Aw, yeah, I yeah. can see that. It's just, it's just, it's grown so much from the beginning of the show, and it's become this, like, very supportive thing between the two of them, and I just love it. So, and so playful, too. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm a big... I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously, like, Ruby and Sapphire, the first time, like, the season one finale was just so much... Oh, my gosh, joyful... Yeah love it's just and it's the same thing with Stevani and, mm-hmm. and but like that's Sorry. such a cool way of like they're just starting to figure it out and yeah yeah there's just, so much goodness in there Rebecca Sugar oh, thank you thank, thank you thank you let's now Rebecca is, Sugar this is going on the internet we yeah can, we can... thank you Rebecca Sugar you are amazing you've given me so many lovely things in my life so oh my things. goodness the the episode of the answer oh I God. that is one of my go to things for if I'm ever feeling lonely or sad I yeah. go and I watch the answer do yourself a favor if you haven't seen anything from Steven Universe yet yes I'm talking to these listeners <laughs> go and watch the answer if you don't watch anything else just watch the answer mm-hmm. because it is the most heartwarming adventurous bright like interesting piece of 10 minutes of your life that you can experience especially as a queer person so this is a weird narrative thread because like we talked about this super genre fantasy this super sci-fi and now steven universe which is such a blend of those two things you're right they are and is gayer than both of them combined (laughs) it is it is the gayest thing on tv right now in my opinion oh god yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I do know one other thing that could, right. could rival it. Yes, that's true. Uh, one of my other most impactful. Is, are you? Th- I think you're thinking what I'm thinking. I'm pretty sure we're thinking okay, of Sense8. Yeah. yeah, we're both talking. Yeah, of course we are. <sighs> oh, that's it's so good. I mean, as far as like representations of queer sex goes as well, I would say that's top of the list. Oh, yeah. Well, like for me, like I, we watched... All of all of first season together, yes. right? Yeah, we watched it on your couch with Anna, and I remember watching that first episode. And I don't know if I talked about it when the episode was over. I think I might have, but just like seeing that scene with Amanita and Nomi, where it's a, a sex between two women one of whom is trans and like even though i knew that was a thing just being like seeing it realizing it on screen was just like it just like clicked something yeah in me and was like oh i'm not and this sounds very dramatic but it's just like this weird click of like oh i'm not broken yeah i'm not i'm not wrong right representation can really do that it can make you feel more you know normal in a way well and that's and that's like that's really why i want to make this podcast because like that scene in particular that moment for me was definitely the start of me figure like starting to accept my gender stuff and that's been how long ago was that was that three years ago i think so it was a long time in between seasons quite a while i guess three years ago yeah and yeah, just no, it was two. Ah, yeah, two minutes ago. Two in a bit. Right. Yeah. Um, oh God, yeah, that was so, so impactful for you, yeah. and I mean, it, I'm sure it was very eye-opening for a lot of people. I think it demystifies 
uh, this idea of what it means to have sex with somebody who is trans. Yeah. Because people seem really confused about that. They they sure they just seem like and by people I mostly mean like cis straight people. I mean people within the queer community as well can be just yeah. as ignorant to this. Yeah. But when I'm talking to other people within or without the community about trans people, it just drives me nuts that one of the first questions people ask is like about so, sex. So, what's your sex so like? but like how does that work? Like is your imagination just that so, bad so limited. or are you so blinded by this misconception and I think it's more of that yeah I but think what so I loved too. about that was that it also um, helped to legitimize um, for a whole bunch of people that you know the sex is is it's just like sex with anybody else right yeah. any any bodies can interact in any way that are pleasurable for the two of them and it can be sex when it was just it was shot so like naturally like and unapologetically any, and, 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 and un, like as if it was as if it was the same as any other couple yeah any other combination of gender types which yeah of course because that's i mean sex can look like anything yeah but like it's it's always well there. I'm excited that my little brother saw it. I mean, I know that sounds oh, yeah. kind of weird, yeah. but my brother's 11 years younger than me, so he's like 14, 15, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy that he saw a representation of that, you know what I mean? Well, so I that can't... it's so normalized for him yeah. so young, because I certainly ha- wouldn't imagine seeing something like that I, at that age. I, I couldn't imagine it until I saw it yeah. as like a 20, what, 26-year-old, so... Exactly. Like just, like, just seeing that on just a regular show and not as some big revealing thing. I can't imagine having that as a teenager. Right. I can't imagine having shows like Sense8 or Steven Universe. Oh, Steven just... Universe as a kid. Can yeah. you imagine no, actually being a that's child and consuming that? that? That's what I was, I've been very excited to talk to you about oh, that. Oh, God. This. Because like, I can't, I can't imagine it. Nope. I, I would, I would have been so much gayer so much sooner. Yeah, well, that's and, it. And, and, the, and obviously in a good way, like, there's yeah. no bad way to be gay, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean. Where yeah. like I, when I look back, because part of my whole thing is when I was a teenager, and we've we've talked about this. Where I, I just I didn't have the vocabulary. I didn't have the vocabulary, and I didn't have access to a community. So I just, as I said earlier, like I I really thought there was something wrong with me. I thought there was something like uniquely wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And Same. Just like. Because I just, I didn't have the exposure that... You didn't know anybody else? Like, no. no, exactly. Especially since back then, like we were talking about earlier, the access to information was yeah. not nearly what it is Can now. imagine having the internet? Oh, I mean, I did have the I internet mean, a little extent, bit, but like, like, it was in the family room on a really yeah. slow computer, right? Can Everybody could see what you were doing. Yeah, oh my God. Dude. Didn't have yeah. a phone or a tablet that I could just like, yeah. you know, go in my room and just do whatever I wanted on the internet with nobody ever checking my browser history or anything mm. like that. I could have, oh, yeah. God, I could have found out a whole lot more a lot sooner. But that's why we know it's important, and that's why yeah. we wish for it now. And that's why, you know, people like Rebecca Sugar are making the content Let's, that they are. Because yeah. she said in her interviews, she was like, I want kids to have what I wish I had had as a kid, which yeah. is representation that showed me that love in more than one way is normal and good. Mm-hmm. And I think she really does that. Yeah. Getting to see, there's a little, I do a lot of cosplay, uh, particularly Steven Universe cosplay. And I went to a cosplay meetup last year at Anime North. 
and there was this little girl there who was dressed up as Sapphire. She was probably like seven, eight, and her mom was dressed up as Lapis. Uh, I thought that was amazing. And her, this little girl was running around being like, have you seen my ruby? I'm looking for my ruby. And I was just like, I started crying a little bit because I was like, this little girl is unapologetically in a way, in, in yeah. for me, openly speaking about liking another girl. Yeah. And, and I just see myself in her and I'm just like, imagine if I could have been so you know, good about that and carefree about that at that age and even know what that, you know, that that was an option yeah. for me at that age it would have been so freeing. Um, it was just so sweet. And, and at one point she was like looking off into the distance and she was by herself and she's like, I just can't wait to find my Ruby and fall in love. Oh. And I was like, this is oh so good. I wish I could send, I could take a video of this and send it to Rebecca Sugar and yeah. look, be like, look, you, look at what obviously you, did. you know, but yeah, look at what you did. You're doing you, so good. You Keep brought going. so much good into this world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Rebecca Sugar. Yeah. So, I mean, that's great. I've actually met a lot of uh, young kids because of Steven Universe. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's it's really it's really sweet. Usually yeah. parents, when they come into the store and they find out I'm such a big fan, they'll bring their kids in, oh. and then me and this kid will just like go for it go and for it. talk about Steven Universe oh and. Oh, and like. Yeah. So so my goddaughter is two now. Right. But one day she's gonna be old enough that I can show her Steven Universe. That's that gonna just be. Just occurred to me right now. I'm excited for you. Oh, my heart. She's going to love it. I, yeah. Wow. Okay, Millie. Killy. Killy. Killy? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what she's when, being like right now. When she's in attack mode, okay, yeah, go. you can just put her down. Go for now, kitty. <laughs> Killy. Don't look at me like that. All she's right. She's very much going to jump back up on you. Okay, well, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. No, that's all really nice. I was going to ask what content you're currently what queer content you're currently enjoying yeah you can um i've, I, got, I I've got an answer for oh, okay that. is it like is it is it anything other than well i mean obviously yes because there's so much out there yes we, have, we haven't even talked about carol yet i know i'm uh you know what part of me can't talk about carol because i, I got so into it i know and i watched so it like deep. 20 times in a month and i think 20 is pretty a pretty conservative yeah you're number. right i watched it a lot you definitely like would text uh, me and be like how many times have you watched it today and you were like Three. Yeah, I know. I was going through a dark time. Okay. No, well, I know. <laughs> like this isn't a shaming thing. I'm just. I'm so happy. I, I was so happy that that could be um, so powerful for you. It was. You I mean, it's Kate Blanchett. Yeah. And I, yeah, I had just got out of a relationship that it felt like unrequited love, and so it's very near and dear to my heart. I love that sh that movie. But I, what I want to talk about though is. Uh, Did you say a swear. <laughs> oh my god, I swear. Uh, I just, I want to talk about two things though. Uh -huh, I want yeah. to talk about, first I want to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Um, oh, is that? It's, let me, let me, let me tell you about tell, tell my girl Aloy. Okay. Okay. So I, this will be completely spoiler free uh, for, well. I mean, hit it. It'll be spoiler free as far as well, storyline and content goes, but I am going to talk about the possibilities of queer connections in that game. Uh, don't worry. I mean, you'll be fine. Yeah. That's one so, thing I sorry. Yeah, no, please. <laughs> so Aloy gets raised um, by this man in the woods. And don't worry. This is the first five minutes of the game. 
and so I think the way that she's raised is very interesting because it, it feels very non-gendered because of the context of it. Sure. So the entire game is very unique in that it allows Aloy to be a person with genuine motives that, that are intricately laid into the plot and her being a woman is just a it's a side part of her mm -hmm. she just also happens to be a woman in a lot of video games it feels like they approach the character gender first sure. and they're like this character is a woman before she is anything else and we're just gonna write her with what our idea of a woman is yeah and it's so frustrating i've seen it too many times so coupled with that and the fact that you know, the writing team uh, was fairly good at having a lot of diversity uh, in bodies uh, and in expressions of gender throughout the different cultures that you interact with in the game. Okay. There are also obvious moments where people will hit on Aloy of different genders and you get to see her reactions to them as somebody who did not was not raised with this idea of heteronormativity or even what gender is because mm -hmm. she had a very secluded upbringing. And her reactions to those feel so genuine. And like there are moments where it feels like the writing may be leaning towards her responding more positively to the queer uh, sure. moments of being hit on. Or maybe that's just me being like, like being so gay. overjoyed that this yeah. woman who I met, who I was like, oh, please be gay, please be gay. You know, typical moment in a mm -hmm. video game. And sure enough, she is gay. Yeah. Um, so that game really kind of came out of nowhere in that I didn't have to sacrifice how good it was because it was gay. Sure. You know, a lot of times in TV shows and movies and stuff, you have to be like, this is going to be bad, but at least it's gay. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there are, there are roads. I don't want, I don't want to bad talk anybody yeah. or any content. But there, there are some things that I've avoided. Yes, I think that as a community, we can agree that there's a lot of really bad content out there. I mean, I'm, I'm even nervous saying that because I know there are such diehards for certain Sure, things. yeah, I'm allowed to have my um, opinion, though. I personally yeah. believe that there's a lot of very mediocre queer movies, especially, yeah, out 100%. there. I think for me, um, the one thing that I will name and maybe... Like I'm one of one of our friends who's going to be on later, I think has watched all of this. I haven't watched enough of it to really judge, but like when I see gift sets of Carmilla, oh, I have a really hard time. Yeah, like, I I like, I like I get that it's like from the grounds up, grassroots web series. That's awesome, but I'm all, but like people go for it so hard, and I get it because like they're like we're so starved. Yes, and I I probably would too. Mm -hmm. But I can't anymore. I'm, no, I'm, I really just... appreciate it for what it does for the community. Sure, but uh, it's not. Yeah, it's not yeah, something like, I've really spent a lot of time watching personally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn, I highly recommend. Excellent. Like, no, the game is just so good, and and it's such a subtle, but like not so subtle that it feels offensive uh, way of exploring queer sexuality. Sure. Um, and then I had another thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Adventure Zone. Oh, yes. Yes. Of course. Because I just got I, caught up on that. So that I, is kind of current. Yeah. Um, so this so this is the thing that I almost said earlier. Like, I haven't made a specific stance or said anything about spoilers. But I think just generally we're just going to avoid them. Yeah. So, like, we can talk about, like, Taco being gay because that's, yeah. like, 
very... That's, like, first that's, episode. That's not a spoiler no. in I'm, any way. And, like, yeah. we can talk about there being diverse characters and a trans character. Yes. Who I, is so near and dear to my yes. heart. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't need to get into too many specifics, but that show, the podcast, the ways that the brothers you know, explored gender and sexuality throughout the storyline, the Mm -hmm. way that they really put an active effort into making sure that they were aware of the impacts they were having, maybe not preemptively, but once they did hear that they had fulfilled, you know, storyline tropes that were harmful to the LGBT community, they took the time to uh, recognize it Mm -hmm. in their podcast. They talked about it. They talked about why it was bad. And then they they worked to make sure it didn't happen again. Yeah, and, and in some cases, they fixed it. Yeah, know? they did. They went back in some ways, which mm-hmm. I thought was impossible. And just damn impressive. Yeah, so as far um, as how it's how queer content is being created and handled, mm-hmm. I would say that is my favorite example right yeah, now, currently. So, well, I'm like, that one's so interesting because so often... And, like, I, I want so badly to support... Um, queer creators these are four cis straight dudes white dudes straight yeah like yeah and like they nail they do and i'm like i'm still kind of confused even though like i've listened to the whole podcast twice yeah i love it and one of the things i find the most interesting with the podcasting format for uh for a fandom is the 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 like the variety of depictions yes. of characters where um, we're seeing like 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 the 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 one that I see most for cosplay is the very like typical slender taco, but yeah. just seeing so much fan art where tacos bigger or a person of color uh, or and both often yeah. and other things and it just it's it's just so good it is and it's so nice and affirming just seeing like different body types being represented in this non-visual form because Mm -hmm. it's just adopted through the fandom and that's so cool and empowering and unique yeah i think this is the first time i've personally ever come into something like a podcast having such a strong uh visual fandom and whether that be the art that they're doing or for me personally the cosplay community is a huge part like i've never seen so much cosplay from a a verbal (laughs) audio medium before well it's interesting how like how some things i I like the amount of variety but it's also interesting like the amount of things that get just just seem to get like adopted as like that's that's how it is where like i think the biggest one for me is um there's a young boy character named angus mcdonald and just all of the fan art i see is just him and he's just young black boy and it's beautiful mm-hmm. and I just and it, every single every single piece of fan art I see is that and it's so good yes it's, it's providing a much needed I think it lets people feel like they can be more flexible with a character when in reality you you really can be that flexible yeah. with a character it's just for a lot of people, once they see one image of it, it, it gets, gets stuck yeah. in their mind. Yeah. But we get to have this great opportunity where, yeah, especially I love it in the cosplay community too because there's a lot of 
I think tension for a lot of cosplayers about body positivity and 100%. there's a lot of people who feel like you know oh I, I can't cosplay this character if I don't look exactly like the character actually looks mm -hmm. and so for this it's perfect because so many people can just create however they want their taco to look and that yeah. is how their taco looks and even Justin uh, encouraged that yeah, you yeah. know he even said whatever your idea of that character is you know that is what that character is like yeah so there's it, no right version of them yeah it's what you see in your mind yeah. yeah no it's super it's super empowering and I really badly want to do a boob cosplay. Yeah, I mean, you know my taco's ready to go. Oh my goodness. I got my taco ready. Oh my goodness. That <laughs> taco's ready, it, baby. I didn't even mean it sexually when I first said it, but now. Oh, no. That's how I'm going to let people know I'm ready. Hey, oh, yeah? my taco's ready. Oh, so we are going to be, so now we can swear, right? Because yeah. I think this is burgeoning on... On that Are we getting into the M-rated part? I of... think so. <laughs> nah. I mean, fuck it. I, I made tacos. That's all I'm saying. I made some crispy tacos and they're ready to go. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Oh my goodness. But we've gone through a lot of stuff. I feel like we talked about a lot of stuff. We I did. don't know how to end it though. I didn't, I didn't think yeah, of that part. That's I was true. like, we're just going to talk. Until, Until it ends. Talk, but like obviously. It's I mean, I could talk for forever. hours. No, yeah. No. Well, um, I, I don't mean... even know how long we have been talking because I hit the wrong button oh. when I started this, and so it's doing it by beats, by bars. Hmm. I'm gonna see if changing the display mode stops the recording. Oh. Okay, we've been talking for forty minutes. Okay, there you go. Okay. That's a good amount of time. Yeah, that's a great amount of time. That's hmm. actually like exactly the amount of time I was aiming for. Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't... Do you want me to do an yeah. outro? Well, okay, you can do an outro, but also is there anything you want to, like, plug? Do, like, your cosplay stuff? Oh, or... no. No? Well, I mean, like, if you want to see some gay cos... You're right. No, I yeah. do want I do want to plug you my should. channel. It's because really it, it is also queer content. That's um, true. That's you know? a very good point. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about Life is Strange. Oh, yeah, It's I fine, though. To. We don't have to talk about Life is Strange. Okay. We can talk about... You know what? Have me back someday, David, on your, uh, on your podcast. Never. Okay, awful, and I hate you now. <laughs> and we can talk just about video game representation, if you'd like, because I honestly could do, like, a whole episode of just that. Well, Mike, um, you... You you know very well that like even though I do love the video games, I do not feel like I am I don't have a one percent of the knowledge that you have. Well, for it. I mean not to toot my own horn here, but not many people would. No, I I, know. Like, I work such, a full time yeah, job no, that is video games. It. I come home, I play video games. Yeah, it's, it's all I do. <laughs> um. Anyway, so if you want to see some cool queer cosplay, check out my Instagram uh, at Agent Minson. Okay. Um, I'll, put a, I'll put a link in the description. Yeah, sure. You could totally do that. Let's find out. Yeah, yeah. I post, you know, cool. Lots of Life is Strange. If you like Chloe Price, check out my uh, my Instagram. Lots, lots of Life is Strange. Lots of uh, Steven Universe. Steven Universe, yeah. yeah Bad that, Pearl Bad and Stevani. Oh, so good. And more to come, I'm sure. Yeah, no doubt. Well, thank you so much for having me, David. You're this has been a lot welcome. of fun. Give me any opportunity to talk about queer content, and I am in. I mean, I, I think that's we're friends it's true um yeah okay well this has been the first episode uh thank you for listening and uh keep questing all right night everybody oh my voice cracked there i'm probably gonna edit that part out <laughs>